stopping by. Really glad to have this man back. He's a former NFL champion. It's Burgess Owens. He, of course, Utah's District 4 Republican representative in the House. How are you doing, Burgess? Good to see doing, you. I'm doing great. I have a lot of good topics to talk about, so I'm looking forward to chatting with you, my friend. Yeah, and I want to get I want to get into the, to the NFL. I want to get into the Black National Anthem. I want to get into uh, the Super Bowl. I want to know if you're watching. But before we do any of that, you know that I'm here in Texas. Yeah. And it's not really even a Texas issue anymore because there are 25 states yeah. that are supporting Texas in its fight with the Biden administration. Burgess, what's happening here, as you know, is there is an invasion, 3 million people in one year. It's like 10 or 12 million in three years. Biden doesn't want to close down the border. Mayorkas doesn't want to do his job. So Texas grabbed a small park in a small area, Eagle Pass, and said, you can't come in here anymore. And yeah. put down some razor wire just to direct people to go to the ports of entry. Don't come in, you know, in between ports of entry. And Biden basically is giving an ultimatum to Texas. Where are you on all this? Well, first of all, I'm proud of Texas. Uh, it's, so, it's so typical of, of, of the state that you guys, you stand strong, you stand for our country, and you stand, uh, you stand for bullies. Uh, what we have here is a, is a, is a and, and your governor said it right, it was a lawless president. And we have a constitution that's been put in place just for this moment that we had no idea would ever come. We have a president who literally... Uh, it's turned his back on our country, trying to change and overnight our culture, uh, and doing it in a way that we all understand now is on purpose. So I'm, I'm, um, first of all, very disappointed that the Supreme Court, uh, ruled the way they did. Right. But in the long term, what it's doing is showing all of America who we have as a president right now. And I'll be honest with you, America's waking up. You're right. America is waking up, but it's important to say, you already know this, but let me just reiterate it for those who are watching and listening. The court didn't say Texas doesn't have a right to protect itself. All the court did was got rid of the injunction that stopped the DHS from getting rid of the razor wire. They haven't decided uh, on the four, on the Section 4 part yet. With Article 4, Section 4 in the Constitution says that the central government has to protect the states from invasion, and they're not doing it. Yeah. So that, that case is still in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Probably will end up back in the Supreme Court. But why do you think two conservatives on the court would have sided with Biden in the meantime? I don't get that. Well, and, and I, to be honest with you, I have no idea. I, I really don't. And this is the, the problem when we have to, when such important um, uh, decisions are made like this, uh, depending on just one or two people making a decision, and we have to live with it. I have no idea. I appreciate you clarifying that uh, in terms of the injunction piece. But but here's the, here's the thing. You have a governor of Texas who's not going to take this line down, and he's really representing the rest of our country. We have an invasion. There's no question about it. And we have not only death by the hundreds of thousands of Americans, but death by the thousands, tens of thousands of, of people trying to get to our border. Yes. And, and, and we're, we're breaking laws as we speak. So uh, I'm uh, – and I want to – you know, I want to – Clarify very, very, very strongly. I'm totally with Texas. I think, as uh, as all the uh, conservative states are, we realize we have an issue right now. We have to make sure we protect our country, our culture, and our and our kids' future. And this is where it comes down to. By the way, we're now having Democrats that understand it because they're living with it. It's no longer it's something at, uh, far, far away. It's the empathy that comes in when we have to deal with with this invasion, this overwhelming our system, and we're seeing it uh, firsthand right now. A hundred percent. The border, the cities are all Democrat border cities and they're done with it too. They can't handle it anymore. The cities that are getting some of these uh, illegal aliens like New York and, and DC and Chicago are folding under it. In fact, black communities that generationally have voted Democrat are asking President Trump to come and talk to them because exactly. I think he might be able to get their support. Do you agree with that? I totally agree. And, and by the way, let me just, explain something. This strategy is on purpose. It was done back in the 60s called the Cloud, Cloward Proven Act. Uh, yes. strategy where they, they decided these two socials decided to a strategy to overwhelm the welfare system and make make it so uh, onerous and so 
painful that the that the people being impacted would then beg the government to come help them. That's what they're doing right now. They're trying to overwhelm so they get these 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 side deals uh, and which will do anything to stop it. Well, we're realizing right now the way to stop this is, is to end it at the border. And as President Trump has said, send people back. Give a message that you're not welcome here unless you come the right way. I'm glad you brought that up. It was a couple of college pinhead Marxists, Cloward and Piven. They came up with the idea, as you said, to overwhelm the welfare system and then basically reset the entire economy where nobody has anything that's based on meritocracy. You and I would have to have exactly the same ride, exactly the same house, exactly the same clothes, exactly the same income, and it would all be controlled by the government. They would dole out every one of our needs. That's not what Americans want. And I'm glad that you brought that up. I I've talked about that a lot on my show, and hopefully people will go and look up Cloward and Piven, find out exactly what what it is and obama's the one that actually put this in place it's from 1966 you're right but obama really tried to make it happen he added i think 48 million people to the welfare rolls it's a district four republican great state of utah burgess okay, I just say this, this go ahead. imagine what it takes to have misery as a political strategy that's what we're dealing with these marxists they want people to be in pain they want us to die they, they want us to lose all hope so we can give them the power that didn't run our lives. And we're not, that's not the American way. We're not standing for it. And Texas, thank goodness, is leading the charge on how, this, how we're going to deal with this, this, this type of issue, this type of strategy. Yeah, that, that is, it's a sick platform. Misery is a really bad platform. And people need to realize what they're doing. One, one last thing on this. In the Senate, they're talking about some bill that I guess would allow 5,000 to come in illegally every day. After 5,000, we'll start enforcing the law. Burgess, we don't have to change anything. I mean, Trump just used the laws that were in place. All Biden would have to do is get rid of the executive orders he signed day one, put Title 42 back in place, Title 8, stay in Mexico, you don't get free asylum, you don't get free parole. All you have to do is roll back to what Trump did, right? I mean, you don't have yeah. to spend any money and do new legislation, do you? Remember, Cloward Piven, what, what we're doing now, if we negotiate this process, we're exactly giving in to these people of giving misery as a, as a political strategy. No, we're not going for it. We're not voting for it. And this is the one place, I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm one of those guys... I do not believe in shutting down the government because to give um, uh, Biden that type of power, he would just do all kind of misery uh, to, to make that happen. This is the one red line, our border, in which if we have to do so, if we cannot come to an, an agreement of shutting it down, then we have to make sure that the people are speaking loudly. Because right now we're all on page with this. Yeah. There's no, it's a conversation around every dinner table, and we will know who's exactly giving us the pain and why. And that's, and that's Biden. And they will eventually fold and get back to, back to, to make sure we're doing this thing the, the right way. U.S. Representative Burgess Owens, I had Trent Staggs on yesterday, mayor of Riverton. He's running for U.S. Senate. And he said that DEI is an issue in the state. And I want to get to that in a second because I know you agree with that. But before we move to that, in New Hampshire, the voters said that, that the number one topic was the border, if you can believe it. In Utah, Staggs tells me that the border is a really big deal. What are you hearing in your district? The border is a big deal everywhere. Reason why is that people are realizing no matter how safe they feel, that all of a sudden you, you, our school system is being overwhelmed. In our school system back in Utah, we have something like 26 different languages. We're now we're now looking at doing things like pass fail for our, for the for the uh, illegals because they they don't understand they can't get through the system. So wow. it it is something across the board. What's going to happen now in every single city in every single uh, uh, state? The the fentanyl is killing our youth. Uh, we're getting overwhelmed with the systems and resources that we normally put for our, our citizens are no longer there. This is why our country, blacks, Hispanics, and then, of course, what happened with October 7th, the Jewish people realizing the Democratic Party is not for us. The Democratic Party does not stand for unity, for bring us together, and, and instead is looking, trying to make as much make us as miserable as possible. So, uh, yeah, DEI is, is on its way out. Thank goodness we're waking up to that. ESG is on its way out. All this woke stuff. 
that we've been dealing with for three or four years, American people are waking up and saying, no more of that, that, that mess. We're not going to go for it. Is there a fear in Utah? Because my, my wife and I watch these court shows, and a lot of times Judge Judy will have on somebody from Utah, and I'm always surprised that they look so woke and they've got pink hair and, and the big <laughs> earlobes and all this stuff. I'm like, that's Utah? That doesn't make any sense. You guys are getting an influx from California like we are in Texas. Uh, can you stop the, D, the DEI and the ESG and the CRT and all this stuff that these people voted so badly in their own state that they have to leave the state because they can't survive there? Then they show up in Utah and start voting the same way they were voting in california can you wake them up to the fact that they left california for a reason well here's the thing uh, we're blessed to have utah to be very tied into our, our, our basic fundamental american values we have a supermajority. we're dealing with dei right now pushing that out of our system we're, we're, we're doing i'm so proud of what our legislators are doing we're pushing out that the 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 uh the sexual content in our books right. we're doing it the right way and i'll say this for utah so far the ones that are coming to us were the first who recognize that woke is wrong. Those are conservatives. So Good. understand that there are a lot of conservatives leaving, leaving California sooner than, than the hard left. The hard left still think they can make things work that way, and they right, love the power right. they have. So uh, I think we're going to be okay in, in Utah. We have a remarkable, remarkable legislative body uh, that's going to make sure we stay on, on top of things for sure. District 4 Republican, great state of Utah. It's Burgess Owens. Burgess, we got to talk football. I grew up a Miami Dolphins fan. You know, we had the two wins in the early 70s. When I was a kid, I think I might have told you this before, maybe not, but I was six or seven years old in first or second grade, and Larry Little showed up. I think he was the nose tackle, might have been the center for the for the champion Dolphins. Yep. Big, giant, six-foot-six black dude, and I wanted to be him. <laughs> you know, I, we had, like, Kim Camper showed up, the killer bees from the Dolphins. I was a Dolphin fan from day one, man. Loved Dan Marino through the 80s, and, and, and lately, since 16, you know this, I haven't watched any football. I don't know who the quarterback is for my team anymore. I don't know what the record was this year. I understand they did pretty well. Um, but heading into the into the the Super Bowl, my friends, my family, Joe, you got to watch football. I know that you love football. You have to watch it. And I was ready to. And then about a week ago, it's announced again that there's some separate national anthem that's going to be played that's only for black people. Yeah. And Burgess, you and I are brothers. Yeah. The Star Spangled <laughs> Banner covers both of us. Why should there be an Italian national anthem for me or a black one for you or anything else? Why are we doing this? Well, we're not doing it. NFL is. The woke NFL is doing it. The people like Godel is doing it. There are people, you have to understand, these corporations are woke. And they, they, they have gone down the line of separating as much as they can. You just mentioned Larry Little. The thing about the NFL, sports, um, our faith, um, those things that we come together on, we begin to forget that we're different in our of color. Of course. Series. I, wanted to, I wanted to be Larry Little. Think I'm not it. kidding you. <clears throat> and, and the thing is, when people show up to these games in the past, what would they do? First of all, I would get teary-eyed staying on the sideline, watching it, listening to the national anthem, because yes. I'm sitting thinking, this is the American dream. I'm, sitting, I'm, I'm living it. At the same time, my, the fans could care less about my color. They just wanted to win. And right. my teammates could care less about our color, our background, our religion. They just wanted to win. That is what the American way is all about, is we the people. We find that common goal, that common bond. There's nothing more powerful than that. And you have woke commissioners in NFL, NBA, who love China, by the way. They're trying to do their deal in China, trying to set up NFL uh, uh, leagues in China because wow. they, want the, 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 they want the possibility. And right now they have not learned yet that woke is not going to work for them. We do have fans that, that are very... They're very forgiving. 
and they get that. So, we, I, I, by the way, I have not watched an NFL game in four or five years, and I will yeah. not be watching the, the, the Super Bowl because I have when they start when they start that kneeling deal. That's when I end up deciding I don't want to watch them anymore. And one day, <laughs> when they fire Codell. Then yes. maybe I'll watch it again. But to me, well, Marcus, wouldn't it be easy? All the NFL has to do is say, "Hey, listen, <laughs> we 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 were in a place where we were trying to figure out what makes sense. Here here are the rules. If you want to kneel, do so after the game. You want to talk about your politics, do so after the game or out of uniform. But when you're in uniform and you got the United States flag on your back and you're working for a franchise in this corporation that is the NFL, you're going to go by our rules. Listen, I can't show up naked to work. There's a dress code. You know, when when I work at at, at UPS, I've got to wear. The UPS outfit. Yeah. It's okay to have rules when you're employed. And then when I'm off of work, if I want to go and talk on Twitter about my politics, I can. Why did the NFL think that they had to allow for it to be the same? Colin Kaepernick got to wear his uniform while he's flopping around on the sideline. Or we have to play a song that only lifts up one race of people. I don't because, get it. Because they're cocky. Uh, they're cocky socialists. Uh, their goal, bottom line, is they're making the money they have to make. They don't feel threatened by us. And they, their goal right now is, is to divide us. Understand divisiveness is the goal for Marxists and socialists. Uh, they, they, they get more power with that. They get us, get us going at each other with that. And instead of bringing us together, they're doing things like this to separate. And by the way, uh, you know, Americans who love our country, who serve this country, they're not into this black and national anthem and a white and, and, and national anthem and right. Italian and a national anthem. Right. The oppressor and the victim thing is getting very, very old. And that's, by the way, Joe, is why our education of our system has to be so important, it has to be a priority for all of us. Make sure educating our kids to understand the value of who we are, why we're who we are, yes. and let, not letting these guys get away with dividing us the way the NFL is trying to do right now. What blows my mind, Burgess, is that it's a nice song. Lift Every Voice and Sing is a nice song. It's from like 1900 or something. The NAACP started calling it back in like the 1920s or something, the Black National Anthem. It was dubbed that. And look, I don't care if you, you want to bring in the, the all-black teen choir from Chicago to lift up that group of people to sing a song for everybody. I'm cool with that. But they're literally singing a song only for, like, I'm white and I'm supposed to just ignore it? I don't understand. And that also, it makes young black people with that you just alluded to in their education think that the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, doesn't include them. It does. The flag includes everybody. I don't get it. Think about how, how people are going to feel when that black national anthem is going to, it's going to be playing. Do I stand up? Do I, do I not? And then look around. Right, it, it is the divisive process, and it's done on purpose. So understand again what socialists, what Marxists do. As we talk about we the people doing the things that looking at each other from inside out and not outside in, as we talk about that as unity and we all understand as, as team members, the other side is just the opposite. They want to divide yeah. us. They want us to hate each other. And, and, and in the past, they have been able to divide us based on race, and that's coming to an end because now Americans are feeling the pain together. We're having conversation today because of the border, because of October 7th that we never have had before, Joe. Yes. And blacks, Hispanics, and Jewish Americans, because of what we've dealt with before, we're finally saying, you know, if we bring our, bring our communities back, uh, back from the abyss, we're going to bring our entire country back from the abyss. And that's yes. what's going to happen starting in 2024. Well, we're well, going to start to finally get our country as a priority, and America's a priority. Well, you're right if Republicans do it as well as Democrats do. Democrats are very, very good at outreach. Democrats are also <laughs> very good at lying and pandering. Republicans don't have to lie and pander. They can go and tell the truth. Hey, you've been voting this way for 100 years. How's it worked out? 
Yeah. And then and and listen to the community. Go and literally go to the north side of Chicago, Mr. Trump, and talk to the leaders there because they want to hear from you. Harlem wants to hear from him. He he might get 40, 50% of the black vote if he sits down and actually talks to them because they feel like all of these mayors, these socialists, all of these leaders in, in central government in Washington have left the black community behind. And what we know, Burgess, is that for four years, Trump did more for black Americans than Obama did in eight. Which is, right. which is crazy to think about. So That's you feel right. good about November? I feel very good because, again, we're having people experiencing uh, what it is when, you're, when the backs being turned on them. Uh, black Americans, Hispanic Americans, Jewish Americans are seeing firsthand that this administration is so totally against them. They're totally uh, tone deaf. And, and, and it's one thing that to have these conversations to talk about it, but when you feel the pain, you see it, you see other people being uh, prioritized on purpose that are not even Americans, you, they, their folks are getting very upset. And when you see our children being dying from fentanyl, you, you, you see uh, our kids not being taught correctly in our school. And meanwhile, schools are being emptied so the illegals can come in. Those right. kind of things that Americans just don't like. It's not, it's not fair. It's not right. And, and the message that the Democrats have been given in the past of racism, that is getting so old. Americans are not, they're not, we're not hearing anymore. And I love it because this, this is the day I've always been waiting for it, Joe, when American, the black American uh, community will finally wake up and go back to the values of faith and family and free market that we, that I grew up in. We're, we're going back to that. And once we're there, the Democrat, the, the, the hard left could never ever get us back again. Let me just say this right. to my Democrat friends who are listening. Just know there's, there, there, there's a Marxist behind, behind you guys that are causing pain and using you as, as, as fodder. Come back to the basics, faith, family, free market, education. Let's talk together about those things we might not agree with, but the things we agree with more importantly will bring our country back as America first. And we get that done, believe me, we all win at the bottom line and at the end of the day. So well said. District 4 Republican, great state of Utah, my friend Burgess Owens. Burgess, come on more often. I know you're coming to Texas soon. We've got to get together at some point, my friend. I look forward to it, Joe. Take care, my friend. Appreciate it. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Great to have uh, Representative Owens back on from Utah, District 4 Republican, great state of Utah, Burgess Owens. Oh, always amazing to talk to him. Next hour, it'll be Dr. Jesse Lopez going to break down the very latest studies, including more adverse effects from those shots and is informed consent out the window. The FDA seems to think so. We'll talk about that. Plus, Kerry's got that story of the verdict in the Trump defamation case. It's going to make your face hurt when you hear this. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags.